On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk. Uh, one of the big stories of the week has been the government's response to the safety of people living in the north inner city, both residents and tourists alike. And a 51-point plan published this week to try and make the north inner city not only be a safer place, but also to feel like a safer place. Uh, we're joined in studio for analysis of that by Gary Gannon, who's a local TD uh, for Dublin Central. He's a Social Democrats uh, member of Dole Aaron. Uh, but before that, I've been speaking this morning to the former Minister for Justice, Nora Owen, about her thoughts on what's been going on in the last few months. Obviously, it's disturbing and unfortunately creating um, uh, some fear with people, you know, about going into the city and walking around the city. And But I am still struck that still thousands of people every day and early evening and late evening spend time in the city. So, you know, we have to be careful not to over-create a fear that people just will stop going anywhere near the city. But it is, I mean, you know, obviously if they're in a place where there has been an attack, you will be more nervous and worried in case something might happen to you. Um, in your experience of having to deal with issues that have arisen over time, and people, of course, most remember the, the sudden escalation in gangland crime around the mid-1990s while you were, were Minister yeah. for Justice, um, how much of it is dealing with the substance of the problem and how much of the, the work of a government is wrapped up in dealing with perception because in this instance it seems a lot of statistics don't don't really show any significant rise in in violent crime in in the city centre but nonetheless because people perceive it therefore there is still a problem anyway yes i mean this is one of the problems always about something i mean let's be let's be frank there have always been some attacks in the city and in fact i'd say in most cities in the world in certain areas where there's a heavy preponderance of people, there will be um, attempts at, at robberies and uh, attacks. But so, so we have to try and separate the, the, the kind of perception from the reality. And certainly the statistics don't show that there has been a huge increase. But when one very serious attack happened uh, with the American man, it kind of led to a run of reports about attacks and uh, but very quickly Gavin the people you know more other news transplants that news and Mm. they move on and more recently the speeding of cars and the the road deaths have been kind of focusing people on what's Mm. happening in the country. So how how, how much then of any government response is really to deal with substance and how much of it is driven by perception and the need to look like you're doing something? Well, I mean, I think there's an absolute necessity for governments always to be dealing with the substance of what might be behind uh, young people or not so young people attacking other people. And so that's why the plan that Helen McEntee announced recently um, it looked and was treated by some people as if it was a knee-jerk reaction, but in actual fact, it's been in the preparation uh, for the last two years. And it is essentially an evolving document coming from the Kieran Mulvey report back in 2017, where a great deal of actions were taken in the Dublin North Inner City area. Um, you will recall that plan mm. that 
and the Kenny set up yeah. with Kieran Mulvey. Well, I specifically remember that plan because that, that was somewhat prompted by the uh, the Regency Hotel attack, which happened on the, the opening days of the 2016 election campaign. And then it really cast a shadow over the campaign. And it was something, therefore, that Enda Kenny really wanted to deal with when he got back into power to try yes. and re- really have a, a, a root and branch uh, review but of what it, was going on. But it also was a, was a reaction to the fact that there was a lot of drug trading going on and many, many young people were getting involved in drugs. And obviously then, if you are under the influence of drugs and and alcohol, then, you know, the dangers increased for what Mm. might happen. So so the Mulvey report set out, you know, many, many initiatives that needed to be done, you know, ranging from some that have been kind of criticised now, you know, about Mm. cleaning up laneways and and, and maybe beautifying places and developing little parks and and, um, access for children. But this this plan started back in in um, several years ago and is now now launched with uh, again mm. a number of of initiatives and has been working closely. Uh, so I think that you know the immediate reaction, in a way, the knee jerk reaction to to Helen McEntee and Pascal Donoghue's announcement was, oh well, there's just one thing in it, which these um, safety wardens. But in fact, it contains many, many initiatives. And, and in a way, they are deeper and more substantive uh, for the area. But is, uh, is it effectively, though, an evolution of, of Kieran Mulvey's process that it, to, to some degree it does entail revitalising and, and to some degree repackaging what Kieran Mulvey had outlined Well, six it's years not ago. so much repackaging, Gavin, because, uh, because a lot has been delivered. But it is, you know, I mean, the reality is that uh, the inner city, which is a very densely populated area, is, is, um, is evolving. And if you look at this report that was launched with the 50 initiatives, I mean, there are lots and lots of things that, for the moment, there isn't um, the, the resources mm. there to do them. But at least it's now a possibility that some of the improvements that are needed in the city uh, are needed. Okay. And remember, many thousands go in and out. Like, if you live in a suburb in Dublin, you don't have constant movement of thousands of people in and out of your streets, in and out of your community. But when you live in, in the inner city areas of any city, um, it's, it's also a visiting place for many others. Yeah. So, so you either gain or suffer from that kind of movement of people as well. Uh, Nora Owen, the former Minister for Justice, speaking to me a little earlier. Uh, as I mentioned, we're joined in studio by Gary Gannon, who's a constituency TD uh, in Dublin Central for the Social Democrats. Um, Gary, if, just taking up the point that she that Nora Owen made there, that this is a follow-on from the work of Kieran Mulvey and the whole uh, task force that was set up mm-hmm. after 2016. You've been a TD for the area for three years. You were a councillor for six before that. Um, if what was recommended by Kieran Mulvey has... Been, there's only there's basically three things that can now happen there. Either the government has not been doing what Kieran Mulvey recommended, uh, they have been doing it and it's not working, or they've been doing it and it should have worked, but that the situation has kind of changed or that the circumstances have evolved in the meantime. What's your take on it? Yeah, go back to the Caramel report. And I was very interested in it early on, if you remember, to those various different ministers treating the inner city like a zoo around 2016, coming in suits on, taking a genuine interest in the place, but as if it was somehow outside of what was sometimes outside of a reality almost in a lot of sense. I think my own mother who works in Shire Street seen Leo Radgar about three or four times over the course of about you. So I didn't doubt for a second the level of interest that was taken by the state. But in terms of the markers of success I had real issues with. I mean the northern city is no different than anywhere else. Young people there, people there need to see opportunity. There was no markers in terms of how many, had one of the lowest rates of increases into third level education in the whole country. 
<clears throat> that hasn't dramatically changed. Those markers weren't really there. Was that one of the proposed goals? Yeah, of, one of the Gary proposed Bobby goals was, was increasing yeah. educational access. And in the report the other day, I highlighted the fact that NCI, for example, is in based in the north inner city, as indeed is TU. And NCI do really good work. There's an early, early years initiative there that I think works really well. But it was always there. It's mm. kind of 36 million has been spent through this proposal over the course of a five, six year period. That was a massive amount of money that went into a geographical space of, as been described, there's a little bit more than a kilometre and less than a mile. 36 million. In. And I don't think it's made a massive difference because in terms of where that was intended to go, like people needed to see increase. I would look and see young people getting that increased access to education, the natural highs of sport and culture. Mm. There wasn't really a big push on that. I mean, in the report yesterday, you highlight the fact that we fixed the wall up around Shannon Casey Avenue or somewhere hill. Like, that, like that's supposed a, to engender community spirit. Yeah, like fixing a wall that divides Shannon Casey Avenue. Oh. That went in the report the other day. I honestly God, couldn't tell you where that 36 million went. And I think that's neat questions need to be asked about it. I have asked for a full breakdown of how that money was yeah. spent. But you said that the North Inner City is is not is not different to any other place when it comes yeah. to what, what people need. I mean, it, it does have one different thing though, which is the, the volume of transients that there is through it, just, just because of but tourism the, in the city centre. I often break this up because never the two do me. So I often describe the city centre has been different to the North Inner City and both of them exist in the exact same place. If you take the OFSC, for example, you can walk along the OFSC and the road over you is Sheriff Street, but you will see people in suits, people engaged in, in kind of commerce and one street and then the road over, they just don't mix. It's the same way you come, tr- you get off of Connolly Station. Very few people actually go into the North Inner City community, which is Liberty House at the back of it, which you'll all be familiar with, mm. or going to Buckingham Street. It's, the two don't really meet. And that way, when plans like this that come out, where they talk about kind of increasing safety in the city, which we should just be doing as a matter of course, I think that's different than developing the mm. North Inner City. There's very different. Um, issues and but to see the two of them as the same I think is a fundamental flaw of these proposals because they are not the same the city centre and the inner city operate in the same place mm. but almost they don't mix so then I don't mean to say this in a kind of a, a cheap or a cliched way no, but does that mean don't. that like the north inner city is basically a mindset it's the north inner city a mindset I think that's interesting. I think in some places it can be a mindset. I think in some places, in terms of what Fine Gael tried to achieve there, between the north inner city as if it's a problem in and of itself. I remember one of the proposals Kieran Mulvey had early on in that was to change the name of the north inner city. I remember that, yeah. yeah I, I wanted to, that, that he wanted people the to go around saying, I'm proud to be from the northeast and, inner and so quarter. So for me, who grew up in Summer Hill, and we, like I said, my family's very much from the north inner city, it is a mindset for us. It's something mm. that we point at and we say we're proud of. For say, for example, I say I'm from the north inner city, and people go, well, what street is that like? Is it somewhere ill? Is it Buckingham Street? Is it mm. down towards Ballybuck? There is a mindset of the North Inner City, which you'd understand kind of being from there. Um, so definitely is. But the problems and how we tackle them, they're not like in terms of the city centre, we need more Garda in the street. We need mm. Dublin City Council to actually do their job. We need, um, look, one of the proposals in that programme the other day was Dublin City Council will seek to fix the street line. Where, in what other local authority, in what other part of the country do we get a press release from the Minister for Justice saying they're going to work with the City Council to fix the street line? In the Kieran Mulvey report of six years ago, they said they're going to work to eradicate, clean up rubbish around the streets. And mm. like, that has to happen. But these are not like patronising you having ministers of the state saying they're going to work with local mm. authorities to do the job. Well, a, a question arises then as to why 
an area like the north mm. inner city would have street lighting that doesn't work over and above any other area. Yeah, and and why? Is, yeah, how does that dereliction and they arise? Can see, I mean, like, is, is that the state or is that just commerce? Like, is it that it's just not a fashionable area? People, people are familiar with the north inner city because we travel. People travel through there without really engaging it. The north inner city is where Connolly Station is, where Bussards is, where Crow Park is, the Abbey mm. Theatre is, all these places around. So people are familiar with it. But the problems that exist in the north inner city when you read really them deep down into them. They're no different than what we're experiencing. Darndell, for example, parts of Finglas, other places where there's low, like high crime rates and kind of lack of opportunity. But people have to engage them because it is in the city centre. So I have always argued strongly that taking a small little geographical area as if it was done during the Milvey Report and trying to solve the problems of drug addiction, trying to solve the problems of poverty without confronting housing is just flawed Roy from the start. So you can't treat the area in you isolation? You cannot treat the area in isolation from the problems in which it's going to stems from. Uh, someone has sent in a quite eloquent text uh, asking, what facilities are there for ordinary folk living in our cities? Any community centres, pools, bowling alleys, basketball courts, skateboard parks, youth clubs? Uh, no, none, zilch. Just posh, soulless apartment blocks and coffee shops in plazas, in single inverted commas. Local mm. people are not respected by so-called authorities. Now, it's maybe a slightly extreme take on things because mm. I know that there are community centres and there are like the occasional mm. basketball court or a, a five-a-side pitch or kind of a sports thing in a cage. But there is a general observation, isn't it, that Dublin seems unusual in that in other cities, industry mm. emerges on its fringes. It emerges in, in suburbs mm -hmm. and that city centres are often very residential. But that in Ireland... It seems the suburbs are the residential ones. City centres have been largely become commercial spaces. And it means that those who live in the city centre, or at least those of, of working class communities, just often don't have facilities on their doorstep it's the way the cities. It's the way Dublin developed from a small and medieval town, like where people would have traditionally obviously lived in the central parts. And as, the, as Dublin turned into a city, you used to have strongholds like Monto and corporation buildings mm. where kind of people still lived. And then there was a genuine attempt by city councils to remove people from, from the state, to remove people from the central part of the city. I don't think we've ever really got away from that mindset in terms of the infrastructure structure to this day that the actual people who live in the very city centre are more of a hindrance to the development of the city and but they're, they're kind of stopping the, the always, proliferation of hotels absolutely yeah always they're stopping the proliferation of like large apartment blocks hotels or some other different forms of commerce and that's existed in like I remember Tony I don't remember I remember reading about Tony Gregory and stuff like that talking about wanting to put motorways through the city centre and kind of removing playgrounds and all of those and they're some of my earliest battles in the city council were trying to get like playgrounds around Constitution Hill for example mm. where TU developed and the Lewis was being put in and they didn't have a playground. There is an absence of infrastructure. That planned the other day and I, I wouldn't mind talking about it a little bit more because I mean it's 52 pages, 51 proposals and absolutely no engagements with the local sports clubs for example. No um, engagement with the people who work with they're very difficult, hard to reach young people. No engagement in terms of re-establishing relationships with the young people who um, who are at risk of being in trouble in the city centre, who lost their connection during COVID. It wasn't mentioned in the proposal mm. about one of these people who've lost their like access to their clubs, they lost their connections to the sports facilities. These are the people we need to connect with. Mm. Uh, one other text just before I let you go. Uh, someone has taken issue with the, the idea of safety wardens, which I know was kind of seized on by some people. And maybe that sigh tells us a story. Uh, this person is wondering, well, if Gardaí don't command the respect of local communities, 
then what good is a community safety warden who's just going around with a high vis and no power to do anything? I think the minister has placed unfair expectation on these community safety wardens. When I talked to Dublin Town about them, for example, they were seen as kind of people who would engage and help the flow of the city. They'd be talking to tourists, be organising fun days. They're not people who are going to intervene if they see a violent assault, and nor should they be. There's six communities. So what's, what's their purpose then? Honestly, I think they've been scapegoated a little bit to try to give the illusion of action. I think Dublin City Towns, Dublin Towns, who's the business mm. organisation there, I think they have good intent for these community safety wardens. But when that 10 million that was placed in for overtime for guards runs out at the end of the year and these community safety wardens try to highlight is a guard going to show up? There's six of them, 150,000 euros being placed in terms of funding. That's not a huge amount of money for six workers who are not trained to intervene in the kind of the more violent natures of the city. Uh, lots of texts and tweets coming in about that but I don't think we've got the time to go through them now. I appreciate you coming in. Gary well, Gannon is a Social Democrats TD for Dublin Central, the constituency which includes uh, the North Inner City. On the record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PWC. Redesign your organisation. Reinvent your capabilities. Reimagine your future. On News Talk.